Hi everyone, Demetrius McRae here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy the message. Who are hungry? Anybody hungry here today? Let me tell you where I'm at in life. Today, more than ever, I have purposed in my heart, y'all listen closely, that I'm going to live from a place of gratitude. Because nothing blocks joy in your life like ingratitude. I want to remain mindful of how good the Lord has been to me. I wonder if there's anybody here that has any reason to be thankful today. See, the truth is nobody knows your story like you know it. Nobody knows what you made it through. Nobody knows the battles that you fought. Nobody knows how the devil tried to take you out. But here you are today, a living witness of the goodness of the Lord. I've got some staffs here today. And today I want to talk to you about staffs and stories. In Bible days, a man's staff was more than just his staff. It was his diary. Hebrew scholars tell us that every notable and significant event would be carved into this man's staff. Every time God came through, they carved it in the staff. They didn't have iPhones that they could take notes in or pens and paper. So there was a running commentary of the goodness of God that was placed on their staff. They would carve out every time he gave them victory, every time he opened the door, and every time he made a way right out of no way. Every time they won a battle they should have lost, they carved it on their staff. And it was a running history of the faithfulness of God. I wonder, is there anybody here today and you've got a running history of the faithfulness of God in your life and in your family. We're going to take our text today from Hebrews eleven twenty one. It says here, precious, by faith Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of his sons of Joseph and worshiped, watch this, leaning on the top of his staff. Here he is about to pass away. Many Bible scholars think that he was very nearly blind. He's on his way out and he wants to bless his family. So he pulls out his staff and he begins to run his hands across the times that God was faithful. Here the Lord helped me and wrestled with me and gave me new power. Here's where the Lord changed my name. Here's where the Lord gave me my dreams. Here's where the Lord blessed my life and gave me my son back when I thought he was dead. He just began to feel down there, man. He would put his hand here. Oh, that's where I carved out what the Lord did for me here. And that's where I carved out what he did for me there. And he leans on his staff and he begins to worship the Lord. I wonder if there's anybody here that if you had a staff, you could pull it out and say, I can worship because here's where God did this. And here's where God did that. And here's where God came through. 
So I'm going to teach just for a few minutes and preach along these lines. The his story behind my story. I can't adequately give you my history without his story. Because my story is only my story because of his story. Who would admit that your life is only your life because of his story? Has his story changed you? Oh, I feel it today. You here in my live stream around the world, just slip up your hands. Father, we love you. We have no story apart from your story. And we want to tell you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, the Bible said that Joseph leaned on his staff and he worshiped. God, if we can't worship over nothing else, we can worship over our own story. Hallelujah. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Somebody give the Lord an ovation of praise right now. I want you to tell somebody before you sit down, if you knew my story, if you just, if you knew my story, if you knew my story. I'm teaching today the his story behind my story. Truth is, I have no story apart from his story. There is no Jim Rayleigh without the goodness of God. And I can't adequately relate to you my story. I can't tell you the things that God has helped me through unless I include in my story his story. In fact, my history is all tied up in his story. Who would admit that your history, your past, is all tied up in his story? You shouldn't even be here today, but God made a way right out of no way. So staffs in the Bible, in Bible days, were very important to every ancient Hebrew. Every kid, each kid, when they got to a certain age, they were presented a staff. And, and of course, the staff was practical. It was, it was something that was used as it related to job and vocation. It was something that was used for shepherding and things like that. But there was another function to the staff. The staff was used to record what they had endured. They would carve in, the staff had their name on it, and then they would carve in that staff every time they survived when they shouldn't have, every time that they overcame when they shouldn't have, every time the Lord came and fought for them, they would carve it on that staff. It was a running commentary of the goodness of God. Each and every time he was faithful, they had to carve their own story on their staff. And listen, when times got tough, when attacks seemed overwhelming, when they pulled out their staff in the middle of the battle, they would remember the faithfulness of God. When they pulled out that staff, they said, Lord, you moved here, and you moved here, and you made a way here, and you opened the door here, and you cleansed something here, and you changed something there. They would pull that staff out, and they would give God all the glory. 
I'm trying to tell you folks when we remember the goodness of God in past hardships, we can lean on that memory and find victory in present battles. We can find out that anything he ever did, he can do it again. And anything he ever was, he still is. Hallelujah. Some of y'all been in a fight. Some of y'all been in a battle. Some of y'all been dealing with issues and you feel like quitting. Somebody's fighting even a big battle right now. You're in the room and you've been fighting a big battle for this last season and you feel like quitting. But I have come today with a word straight from heaven to tell you it ain't time to quit, it's time to lean. Hallelujah. Somebody, somebody needs to lean in. Come on, I, I'm not, come set that back up. They told me that thing might fall, but I tell you what, we're still gonna have church even if it falls. Hallelujah. Some of y'all just need to lean right in. Lean in on the goodness of the Lord. Lean in on the times that he made a way right out of no way. I dare you to tell everybody in your neighborhood, just lean in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just lean into what he's already done. Lean into the doors that he's already opened. See, here's the deal. The Bible said that the devil comes but for to steal, kill, and destroy. The devil comes to steal, baby, but one thing he cannot steal is your story. <laughs> How as ye, Jesus. He can't take from you what God has already done for you. So you can say, devil, shut up in the name of Jesus because God's already come through before and I have his story because of his story. Hallelujah. Remember, God is good and he ain't stopped being good. <laughs> oh, y'all don't make me come down there. I said, remember, God is good and he hasn't stopped being good. Remember, God was strong then and he's strong now. He was a healer then and he's a healer now. He was a way maker then, he's a way maker now. He was a provider then, and he was a provider now. Some of y'all been trying to quit, don't quit, just lean. Hallelujah, just lean in. Who's ready to lean in on the goodness of God? Hallelujah, I said, who's ready to lean in on the goodness of God? Even if you're in a fight right now, you will make it if you'll remember your own story. If you remember where God brought you from and what he brought you through. Now, there's incredible symbolism as it relates to staffs. Incredible symbolism in the Bible as it relates to staff. Number one, I want to show you that a, bar, a, a staff signifies power. I was doing devotions this week with my teenage son, and we were reading about the story of Moses. And remember how God appeared to Moses in the burning bush in Exodus 3. And it was so powerful and God begins to relate Moses' assignment to him. And by Exodus 4, Moses is in the middle of doubting God. He's in the middle of doubting his call. You've never been there because you're so spiritual, but pray for your weaker brother. Come on. He's doubting his call. He's doubting himself. He's doubting the Lord. And then the Lord asked him a very unusual question. He said, he said what 
is that, Moses? In verse 2 of Numbers, he, of, of, of Exodus 4, he said, What is that, Moses, that you have in your hand? And Moses responded and he said, Lord, it's a staff. Now, isn't that something that he wanted to know what Moses had in his hand? Do you think that he, being God, didn't know what Moses had in his hand? He Come on, y'all. He knew exactly what Moses had in his hand. He had his staff. But it was like the Lord was telling Moses, you're carrying, son, your own testimony around with you in your hand right now. I'm sure Moses, by that time, he had embraced his Jewishness. He had carved into that staff when God preserved his life. When Pharaoh was trying to kill all the male children, he had, he had carved in that staff how he was taken into the house of Pharaoh and how God kept him. Even when he killed a, uh, an Egyptian, the Lord preserved his life. Even he found out in the desert, he, God kept him in the desert. He carved that in there. He found him a wife and he found him a family that he could connect to. He already knew of the goodness and faithfulness of the Lord. I was wondering, Ah, is there anybody here today who already knows of the goodness and faithfulness of God? Oh, do you have a staff? If you had a spiritual staff, could you carve in there? Well, he came through here, and he made a way there, and he did it here. Moses' staff was all about how God had come through for him in the past. And he may have thought, well, this is great. You know, Moses looks at himself. He's 40. When he, when he leaves Pharaoh's house and he's been in the desert for 40 years and he doesn't embrace his call to ministry to deliver the people of God until he's 80. Don't underestimate the old folk. Come on, somebody. See, see Moses was probably there and he in that moment he thought, well, my best days are behind me. It's been great and God preserved me, but this is pretty much it. I'll, have, I'll never have too much more to carve on my staff here because I'm in the desert. The Bible said he's on the backside of the desert. I don't know about y'all, but I won't be on the backside of nothing. Come on. He's on the backside of the desert. He's tending sheep that are not even his. They belong to his father-in-law and here he is standing there thinking his best days are behind him but at that moment God said throw your staff down before me he said if you'll throw your staff down before me I'm about to show you something God said if you lay it down you can pick it up differently than you laid it down your story Moses is not over if you'll get in faith there's gonna be a lot more that you're gonna start you're gonna carve on that staff Moses if you will believe it you may think it's over but it's not over you're gonna have stories to tell you're gonna have testimonies to bring there's a lot more that's going to go on your staff. I stopped by to tell somebody today your story is being told. There is more God-orchestrated victory on the way. Is there anybody here that maybe, you, you, maybe you're in the desert or maybe you're in a dry season, but you feel like, hey, I still got a story to tell. The goodness of God is not over in my life. Somebody stop and give God a little praise right now. Oh, come on, I said give God a praise if you believe there's more God-orchestrated victory to come. But here's the deal, you gotta be willing to lay your life down. You gotta be willing to get in faith if you believe your story is not over. Moses was obedient to the Lord. Even though it was hard, he was obedient. 
And he didn't just stop there. His story wasn't over at the Nile. He went ahead and began to add more to his staff. He, don't you know that he must have carved a burning bush? Come on. Don't you know that he must have, have carved in there the, the plagues and the frogs and the river of blood and the snakes and the locusts? And he carved all that. And then he carved how God had been so faithful that when the children of Israel were delivered, he carved on there, man, we got set free and we came out with riches and blessings and and God was faithful and he was so, and he just carved it right in to his staff. So here's the deal. When he got to the Red Sea, he had already had his staff in his hand and his staff had been carved with the faithfulness of God. So when he arrived at the Red Sea and Pharaoh's army was behind him and the Red Sea was in front of him, he stretched forth his staff. And baby, when he was looking, he wasn't looking at the Red Sea, he was looking at the staff. And he was saying, God, here you did it before. And if you did it before, you can do it again. Hallelujah. I dare somebody right now. If you're ready to look at the awesomeness of God and not the bigness of your problem, why don't you stop right now and give God praise and don't forget that he's still able. Just lean in. Hallelujah. How many of you going to lean in on the goodness of God? Here's what a staff does. People would take that staff, we, and, and they would use that staff, and they could climb mountains with it. They could traverse terrain. You know, we went to the Red Rocks a while back, a couple years ago for vacation, and there's a lot of hiking out there. And uh, it was intense. Trying to climb up, you had to make big steps. And let me tell you, I found me a staff. And baby, when I got that staff, I was leaving them all behind. Because you know what? I was able to traverse rough terrain. I'm telling you, when you get in tough situations, when you get in rocky situations, even when you feel broken, hurt, and weak, the strength is in your story. Just lean on the staff. You, you, God hasn't brought you this far to leave you. Okay, I got three people over here that believe it. I said, God hasn't brought you this far to leave you. Come on. If he saved one child, he can save your other child. If he delivered one child, he can deliver another child. If he healed this person, he can heal that person. Oh, come on now. Lord Jesus. I feel like preaching. So, so... When he stretched forth his staff, he wasn't looking at his trouble. He was looking at the faithfulness of God. Hallelujah. Anybody ready to see the faithfulness of God? Just look at your neighbor and say, let me remind you, God has been faithful. <laughs> yeah, if you receive that, come on, give him a praise right now. God has been faithful. Now, now watch this. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, David is preparing to face Goliath, and Saul is trying to convince him to wear his army. Saul said, I want you to wear my armor. So, so David tried to put it on, and it didn't even fit him because Saul was head and shoulders taller than any man in Israel. And David couldn't even navigate to get his arms out. Come on. 
He couldn't even, his, the, the, the head place was so big, and David is just a teenager. And David said, David said, man, I can't even wear this. It's just too much. It's unproven. I haven't proven this. I can't, I can't wear this. I can't, I, can't, I can't even function in this. I won't be able to fight if I put this on. See, you, you don't need to be trying to fight your battle with somebody else's armor. Oh, where, where the church folk at? I said, don't try to fight some, your battle with somebody else's armor. Whatever God gives you, it's enough to overcome every giant, every attack, every enemy. David, David told Saul, I can't even wear this. And you know, Saul was actually hindering David. There are people in your life, they think they're helping you. Where are y'all at? Have you ever had folk that said, let me do you a favor, and that favor they did you was not the favor that you needed. It wound up being the most, hello. Listen to me. He was actually hindering David. And, And he took that off. He took all that armor off. And don't miss what he did. He took off the armor, and the very next thing he did, In verse 40 of chapter 17, he, then he took his shepherd's staff and he selected five smooth stones. He took his staff that he had carved on. He took his staff of the goodness of God and he recalled, well, I I killed a lion here and I killed a bear there. Before he grabbed his weapons, he grabbed his staff. Oh, Jesus. Before he got in the battle, he grabbed his staff. Sometimes when you're marching in the battle, you need to say, devil, I beat you one time and I'll beat you again. Giant, you fell one time, you're going to fall again. God, you made a way one time and you're going to make a way again. Somebody needs to get your spiritual staff out. You've been trying to fight, get your weapons. Let me tell you, the greatest weapon you got is your staff. Hallelujah. Jesus. I said, Jesus. He took that staff and he he carved it with his testimony. And before he grabs five smooth stones, he grabs his weapon. Because he knew what we all need to learn. Sometimes you have to rehearse the past to move forward into your future. Sometimes you got to talk about what God has done in preparation for what God is about to do. David said, in essence, if God helped me kill a lion, he helped me kill a bear. Goliath, get ready. You're about to go down. Hallelujah. And later in his life, you remember that David wrote Psalms 23. He said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for your rod and your staff, they comfort me. How in the world can a staff comfort you? How can you find comfort in a staff? 
because I'm telling you, even when David was in a tough time, even when he walked through the valley of the shadow of death, he would fear no evil because he was able to pull out his staff and say, God, you anointed me when I was a nobody. You selected me when nobody believed in me. God, you anointed me. You gave me power to kill Goliath. You kept me alive in the desert when I was running like a scared rabbit and the king tried to kill me. You gave me back everything I lost and then some at Ziglag. You made a way right out of no way. God, you restored the glory into the temple. You brought, uh, come on now, into the land. God, I got to give you praise that you've been faithful. I, I dare you right now. If you're not going to walk in fear, but you're going to pull out your staff and you're going to say, God, even if I got to walk through the valley, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Somebody testify to yourself right now and just give God a praise that, hey, he's helped you slay some giants in your life. My, 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 my. In Numbers 20, Israel is thirsty. They're in the desert, dry, thirsty. And God said to Moses in the desert, Take your staff and strike the rock at Horeb. And he said, if you'll strike the rock with your staff, something's going to happen. Moses took that staff that by then had recorded time and again when God came through. And just like Hank Aaron, come on somebody, just like Barry Bonds, y'all ain't saying nothing. He stepped up, man, and he swung that staff. And when he hit that rock, cold, clean, fresh, pure water came flowing out. I, I've come to tell you today, if you're dealing with a dry season, nothing deals with hard, dry seasons like remembering times of refreshing when God provided for you in the past. Listen, maybe you felt depressed this week, but I break that off of you right now in the name of Jesus, and I declare that you're going to remember the times of refreshing that you have. Oh, Jesus. Is there anybody here today that could say, Jim Rayleigh, I remember when I was dry, bone dry. I remember when I thought I couldn't make it another day, but I pulled out my staff, and I began to recollect the goodness of God, and I remember the time that he came through, and when I hit that rock, Baby, the water of God came out. The refreshing of God. Somebody right now who believes that he'll send what you need, give him praise. My, my, my. Hallelujah. 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 That's two words in the Hebrew. It's halil to Yahweh. Hallelujah. Halil to Yahweh. I know some of y'all can't handle this, but I feel the Holy Ghost in here. <laughs> halil to Yahweh. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Thank you, Waymaker. Thank you, Wonder Worker. Thank you, Body Healer. Thank you, Child Saver. I'm not going to be depressed. I'm in a dry place, but I ain't staying there. Hallelujah to Yahweh. Yeah. Hallelujah. Your peace and power and comfort are linked to remembering 
God's goodness in your life in times gone by. If you're in a hard place, just press in and watch God move. Pull out your staff of remembrance and remember. Now, now let's go a little deeper. Who's tracking with me? You want to go a little bit deeper with me today? Mark 6 says, and he called the 12 to himself and began to send them out two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits. He commanded them to take nothing. What is nothing? It's two words, no thing. He said, take no thing for the journey with you except a staff. Don't take your bag. Don't take your bread. Don't take your copper. Even leave your money at home. He said, I'm about to take care of you. Just take your staff. Just when you go out two by two and you start, you start uh, going out in ministry, just look down at your staff and remember, I walked on water here. Remember that I raised the dead here. Remember, don't you know that those disciples must have had some kind of staff that testified of the goodness of God? And I've come to tell you today, there's some of you, you think your own ability is going to see you through. You think what you have is going to see you through. You think your possessions are going to see you through. But I'm telling you, no matter what you lose keep your testimony is there anybody here that's going to keep your testimony tell everybody in your neighborhood say keep your testimony yeah when all our else fails pull out your testimony and remind yourself of the goodness of God and the Lord would say to you look where I've already brought you from Look how good I've already been to you. Look at the doors I've already opened for you. Look at the children I've already saved. Look at the money I've already given you. Look at the doors I've already done. Come on, somebody. I dare you right now. Just give God a praise if you've got a testimony. Your staff would have been your testimony, and your testimony gives you power to overcome because the Bible says in Revelations 12, 11, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. If the devil hates anything, he hates your testimony. He hates it when you're out in the world and you begin to talk about the goodness of God. Your testimony gives you power to overcome. Lean in on your testimony. Some of y'all been leaning in on political issues. Some of y'all been leaning in on fear. Some of y'all been leaning in on doubt. Some of y'all been leaning in on things that cannot sustain you anyway. Get out your staff and say, I believe that the Lord is on my side. Even if you're in a fight right now, your money can't win it, your resources can't win it, your connections can't win it, your ability can't win it, your education can't win it, but let me tell you that there is a power from another world that can come on you when you begin to relate what God has already done. Y'all sit out there if you want to. I'm trying to teach this thing, but I feel that preacher getting on me right now. There's some of y'all you can't help but praise him because you know you've overcome before and you will overcome again. I want to hear from the people who have overcome before and you know I'm about to overcome again. 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 Tell everybody in your neighborhood, I'm about to overcome again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me talk to you about what he's already done. <laughs> Jesus. 
That's why the devil hates your testimony. Because your testimony relates to tests that you passed. <laughs> now, next thing about the staff, y'all, was this. The staff was a symbol of leadership. One of the things the Bible said, I caught this and it was so powerful to me, that each tribal leader, they were the prince of their tribes, were given a staff with the name on it. And those staffs were brought into alignment in the tabernacle. They would bring those staffs into the tabernacle that housed the presence of the Lord. And there was a belief among the Jews that when they brought those staffs of testimony, came through for Judah here, came through for Dan here, came through for Beersheba here. Oh, come on now. He opened the door here. He made a way here. When they would line their staffs up and get in alignment before God, that they became more powerful, that they became more intentional, that they became more unconquerable when they brought their staffs together. See, we are more than just a church that gets together to hang out. But there are some of us who understand that when we come together in this room and we bring our staffs together, we bring our testimonies together, when we are able to say, maybe he didn't do that for me, but he did that for you, and if he did that for you, he can do that for me. Y'all, I need somebody that's got a testimony to give God praise right now. Come on, come on. Maybe you don't need to be delivered from addiction, but maybe you need to be delivered from cancer. I want everybody in this room that had a cancer diagnosis, but you're alive and well today, jump on your feet and let somebody see you. Come on. Come on now. I said, come on in this room and give God a praise. Man, maybe, maybe you don't need to be delivered from cancer, but maybe you need to be set free from addiction. Maybe you're here today and you've been fighting addiction. You've been fighting addiction to, uh, to, to, to wrong websites. You've been fighting addiction to drugs or alcohol. You've been fighting addiction to nicotine. Yeah, I want everybody who at one time in your life the enemy had a hold on you in an addictive way. If you've been freed from addiction, jump on your feet right now and testify. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you that when we get our staffs out, when we get our stories out, I need somebody right now. Maybe you don't need to be freed from addiction, but you need a move of God in your family. You need God to shift things in your family. You need God to move for your children. You need God to move in a situation. If God's ever shifted your family or a child, jump on your feet right now and give God a praise. Don't you better get up. So, so you, you're sitting here today and you say, well, well, you know what? He healed their cancer. He saved their daughter. He opened their door. He made a way for them. 
one, two, three. Come on and give God praise and let's testify together. Do you know why the devil wants you to shut up? Because he knows the minute you begin to brag on the goodness of God, you overcome by the word of your testimony. And you just don't get victory for yourself. You get victory for people around you. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Y'all be seated. Maybe you don't need your family situation to shift. Maybe you need a financial miracle. Maybe you need the God to provide in a way that he would give you what you need and more than enough. So I'm looking for some people today if he's been your provider when you said God you came through and I don't even know how you did it if you've seen him provide testify right now jump on your feet gave me the job gave me the sale gave me the resources come on you at home you ought to be on your feet right now giving God praise I said you ought to be on your feet right now giving God praise Hallelujah. Tell everybody in your neighborhood. Say, hey there, neighbor. Say, you just stand there if you want to. But I need 30 seconds. Let me testify of the goodness of God. Let me lean in right now and give God praise. Let me lean in right now. I believe I'll dance a little bit. I believe I'll shout a little bit. I believe I'll clap a little bit. I believe I'll holler a little bit. I might even run a little bit. I believe I'll leap a little bit because my praise is my testimony. Oh, I'm gonna give you a minute. One, two, three, praise him here and praise him at home. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all, we are more powerful when we testify together. I said we are, we're getting alignment then. My, 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 y'all be seated. <laughs> Tell everybody around you. Say, let me give you the his story behind my story. Huh? How many of y'all know you ain't even got a story without his story? I said, how many of you know you don't even have a story without his story? Okay, okay, and I'm not by. Let me get, let me get uh, Pastor McCray up here, Pastor Demetrius. I, I want to give you a staff. I put your name on it, son. It's carved in there. I wonder if you had a chance and you could carve something into this, what would you say today? What, what, what? Gee, you can't preach now. I know you. It's dangerous to give a preacher a microphone. But if you got a chance, I, I, I see you married now. I see you walking out your purpose. You got young kid that came to us several years ago. But what's going on? Talk to me. If I could carve anything in this uh, staff, I would carve the fact that God delivered me from self-hatred and he's delivered me from suicidal thoughts. Ha! 
I'll never forget my freshman year of college, I was walking around the campus and um, I, I had made up in my mind that when I got back to my room that I was gonna hang myself. And the Lord wrapped his arms around me and I sensed his presence and he said, you are my son and I love you. And ever since then, I have been free from self-hatred and suicidal thoughts. <laughs> so I believe that just as he set me free, he'll set you free too. Lean on your staff. Come on, somebody lean in right now. If you felt like giving up, felt less than it's lean. Come on, come on up here, Yadon. Hallelujah. Everybody give Yadon a God bless you. No, no, no. Give Yadon a big God bless you. All right. Yadon is my Latin connection. My, he's my personal assistant. Y'all so love Yadon and a mighty man of God, a preacher. What would you say, son? I would carve in here that God has been faithful and he's brought me out. Because Apostle, all I got to do is look back at the last 24 months of my life. See, a lot of you don't know that I lost my sister. I lost my best friend. My dad and my mother, they had to bury their little girl. But just three months ago, Apostle, I had to say goodbye to my father. And all hell broke loose against my life and my family. And the devil said, I was, I'm going to take you out. I'm going to pull you out of church. I'm going to make you doubt his faithfulness in your life. But you know what my rod would say today? Ha! 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 Because I stand here today and we're still believing, we're still trusting, and God has been faithful. Yes. And it will declare that no weapon formed against you will prosper in Jesus' mighty name. Yay! Hallelujah! Yes! I'm trying to tell you I can't tell my story without telling his story. Let's let's get a let's get a let's get a girl up here. Come on, Debbie. What has God done for you? Everybody, give Debbie a great big God bless you. A mom and a grandmother. What would you what would you put on your staff? I would tell you that my staff is full of marks of the goodness of God all through my life. But I'm going back to the beginning. 35 years ago, I was sitting on the floor of my bathroom. I had just given birth to my third child. My husband abandoned me. He just left uh, the delivery room. And so I loved my children more than anything, but I didn't know how I was going to provide for them. Right. I didn't know how I was going to care for them by myself. And all I saw in front of me was darkness. Uh -huh. But God sent somebody to me that night, and I didn't know it, but a church had been praying for me. And she helped me get up off that floor. And it wasn't easy, but the next day a, a lady came, and her grandson may be in this service today. And she looked at me when I opened the door, and she said, you're going to be just fine. Hey! And I began to devour my Bible. I set myself apart with the Lord. I didn't watch television. This is 35 years ago. We didn't have cell phones or anything. I set myself apart. And I'm telling you, if you'll get up off that floor, if you'll set yourself apart, come on now. If you'll seek the presence of God, He will not only restore you, and He gave me Genesis 50:20. This was intended to harm you. Yeah. But God intended it for your good. 
to accomplish what is now being done. Yay! Well, get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out. Say it again, say get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come here, Pastor Christian. Everybody give Pastor Christian a great big God bless you. Christian, if you were going to you were gonna carve something on that staff, what would you say, son? In 2013, I was in my college dorm room my senior year. I was dead in trespasses and sins. I was bound in perversion. I was bound in suicidal thoughts and uh, influences. I was bound in alcoholism. I was taking drugs. I was taking pills. I was smoking every drug I could get my hands on. And in a moment, heaven opened up over my life and he saved me and he set me free and he filled me with the Holy Ghost hey! in my dorm room by myself and he put me on a storyline I could never write for myself and I'm standing here today, Pastor, because of his faithfulness in my life. He went from being addicted and messed up and tore up and beat up. Now he's leading a generation of radical warriors. Hallelujah, you're leading them out just like you came out. I need somebody to give God a praise right now. Somebody just lean in when you praise right now. Rehearse your story. How many of y'all love Pastor John Wiles? Pastor John, I made a staff for you. These are my sons in the Lord. I want you now to tell us what would you carve if you had a staff? Pastor, I would carve on here that as a young boy, I grew up in a fatherless home and I ended up homeless. And I remember being on the waiting list to get into the homeless shelter and having to sleep in a church parking lot with my mom in a car and my little brother. And I remember being turned away by family and the enemy told me that that is what my life would measure up to, that I would never have a home, that I would never have finances, that I would never have a family. But not only did God bring me out of homelessness, but now he put me in a home that I own he put me in a place that is open now to sons and daughters. And he said, you won't just father your own, you'll father worshipers around the nation. Hey. I'm telling you, God will put your world back together again. Somebody give God a praise. Look down your row and say, hey, everybody, why don't you praise the Lord for his goodness in your life? Come on, don't just stand there. Don't just try to be religious, but take a minute and bring God a radical praise. Bring God a ridiculous praise. Bring God a praise. I'm looking here. God, you made a way here. God, you opened the door here. God, you shifted things here. Somebody give God a praise. Praise Him at the sanctuary. Praise Him at home. Praise Him on your road. It's time to praise the Lord. Your victory is in your praise. Your breakthrough is in your mouth. I said your breakthrough is in your mouth. 
Somebody's leaning in. Somebody say lean in. Stop leaning into your trouble. Stop leaning into your doubt. Stop leaning into your fear. Lean into what God has already done in your life. See, see. Well, Pastor really, she's being a little bit radical today. Let me tell you something. Her shout has nothing to do with you. If God had done for you what he did for her, you might be shouting too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I'm just say this in love. Be very careful when you start despising somebody's praise because you're despising what is near and dear to the heart of God. The Bible says that Jacob was about to die. He was probably very nearly blind. And the Bible says that he was going to bless his sons. And he called them out, everybody standing. And they come into the room, and the Bible says that he leaned on his staff. I wonder if he leaned on his staff and he felt there and said, ooh, right there. That's where the Lord appeared to me. That right there, ooh, this is where he changed my name, the Ekatas. Right here is where he gave me a family. Ah, right, right, right here is where he brought my son back to me. And the Bible said he couldn't see it, but he could feel every testimony. Sometimes you can't see it, you just feel it. Come on. You can just sense the goodness of the Lord. He began to praise the Lord, and he leaned on his staff, and he worshiped the Lord. I'm going to tell you today what the enemy does not want you to do is remember the goodness of God. He wants you not to rehearse the fact that your story is all wrapped up in his story. You look at me today and you say, oh, apostle, you're here today and God's been good to you, but you, 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 know, you made right decisions and this and that and the other. No, no, it never was me. It never was me by myself. It never was me alone. If I was to tell you about my story, if I was to tell you where I came from, every page would have to include him in it. Every, every paragraph would have to give him glory. Every sentence would have to give him honor because time and time again, my story is tied up in his story. Is there anyone in the house today that can say, Apostle, I don't even have a story without his story. My family doesn't have a story without his story. There is no story without his story. Without him, I would be nothing. Without him, I'd surely fail. See, people may not understand your worship, but they don't know. Bring it up, precious. They don't know the his story behind your story. 
your worship has been a little bit stale, if you found it hard to give him glory, pull out your staff. If you're in a fight today, it's been a little bit dry, pull out your staff. Strike the rock. If you feel like your resources are not enough, pull out your staff. Say, well, I don't even know if I can make it to work tomorrow. I'm not telling you to don't, don't, don't carry your lunch. Come on now. But man, when you go in, take your story with you. If your worship is off today, it's time to get it back on. God will deliver you from drugs if you'll begin to worship him. Come on. God will drive cancer out of your body if you'll begin to worship him right now. God will heal your financial trouble if you'll just lift your hands and lean in. Come on, lean in. God will chase suicide and depression right out of the room. If you'll just raise your hands and give him glory. Raise your hands and give him glory. Raise your hands and give him glory. Somebody will be transformed by your story. And that somebody might just be you. Come on, Pastor John. Let's worship the Lord together. I'm trying to land this plane, but I want everybody on land, don't go anywhere. Nobody in the room, go anywhere just for a moment. I'm going to give you a chance to lean in. Tell everybody around you it's time to lean in. It's time to lean on the goodness of God. It's time to lean in knowing that if he did it before ever, he can do it again now. Is that right? Is that right, Kay? Had God sustained you? had the open doors for you and when other people broke your heart he never broke your heart he never left you or forsook you he's not leaving you or your children hallelujah it's generational in the name of jesus if you've seen him move raise your hands right now seeing you move you move the mountains and i Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be a part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386-866-3060, or you can give at calvaryfl.com give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also for you to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. Again, thank you for joining us.